spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the APAS annual meeting opens tomorrow in Regina with delegates expected to push for a carbon tax exemption on fuel used for grain drying. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352 1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Partly cloudy skies. Wind west 30 gusting to 50. The high plus 2. The low minus 7. Tomorrow increasing cloudiness. Wind east 20. A high of minus 1 Wednesday with a low minus 10. Thursday sunny skies. The high minus 5. The low minus 13. Friday sunny with a high minus 2. The low minus 8. Saturday, sunny with a high minus 2, 30% chance of evening flurries Saturday, the low minus 15. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 13, the low minus 15. Sunny on Monday, the high near minus 9. Normal high is minus 6 for this date, the normal low minus 17. The sun rose at 8.39 this morning, it sets at 4.57 tonight. And around the province, we have the hot spot is plus 5 at Maple Creek. And Stony Rapids, the cold spot, at minus 14. Estevan is minus 1. Swift Current, minus 4. Saskatoon, minus 4. Weyburn, 0. Yorkton is minus 3. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's plus 2 right now. That's 36 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 30, gusting to 44. Humidity, 64%. The barometer rising, 100.7. Partly cloudy, Moose Jaw, plus 2. Winds are from the west at 30, gusting to 39. Once again, Regina, cloudy in two, that's plus two, that's 36 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at mcdougallauction.com. More than 100 delegates are expected to attend the APAS annual meeting, which opens tomorrow in Regina. President Todd Lewis says one key resolution will push for an exemption on the carbon tax on fuel used for grain drying this fall. Well, we have, uh, you know, over 100 delegates from across the province from our, our participating RMs and uh, then other assorted guests. So, you know, we usually expect a crowd, you know, 200, a uh, little bit over 200. So uh, it's usually well attended, and uh, certainly this year there's no lack of issues to talk about. What will be some of those key issues? Well, we're going to have presentations. Minister Merritt's going to be there, for instance. Uh, we've also got Keith Curry there from the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, the vice president of the Canadian Federation. He's also the uh, president of the Ontario Federation of Agriculture as well. So he'll uh, bring a perspective from Eastern Canada and uh, nationally what CFA is doing. Uh, we have Sean Jakes from Crop Insurance is going to address the delegation, you know, the delegates as well. And, and Patty Miller is going to be there from the Canadian Grain Commission, and uh, she's going to give a presentation as well. We're going to be... Uh, 
talking about the Green Commission uh, moving forward is going to be uh, is under a modernization review right now, so we look forward to her presentation as well. So then, of course, with all of our uh, resolution process, I believe we have over close to 50 resolutions altogether, and that's, you know, wide-ranging topics from carbon tax to uh, water management, you know, you name it, just about anything on the agenda for farmers and, and ranchers in the province uh, will be discussed at this meeting. What on the carbon tax are going to be the key discussion areas? Well, I think, you know, as we've, uh, you know, the, the court case is still going forward. We uh, were involved with the court case provincially here when uh, went to the Court of Appeal province. We were on the on side with the Saskatchewan government, and we look forward to the results, uh, you know, with the Supreme Court challenge now as it, as it goes forward this month. And, and uh, you know, I think just we've said all the way along that uh, under the current model, we need more exemptions, and certainly the, the grain drying charges, the extra charges on uh, people using propane and natural gas for, for grain drying are significant. And as well as, uh, you know, extra costs for on electricity for there's, you know, literally millions and millions of bushels that uh, went through aeration and farmers uh, are seeing the, the effect of that on their electrical bills as well. So, so uh, you know, we uh, want to work towards more exemptions with the federal government and, uh, you know, look forward to uh, working with the new environment minister, Mr. Wilkinson, uh, federally to uh, try and get some more exemptions for agricultural practices. Outline just how serious some of those charges are for grain drying. Well, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, it's a, it's a large volume of gas that can be used. And, you know, we've seen uh, monthly charges in the hundreds of dollars, you know, four or $500 for, for large operations. So it is significant and it's important to recognize, you know, it's frustrating that one of the major uh, adaptations to climate change is grain drying. Without it, we'd have millions more acres out in the field right now. We have close to 2 million acres now that farmers weren't, weren't able to get off. And boy, if it wasn't for grain drying, who knows how many million of acres would be left out in the field right now and and how many tens of millions of bushels would be at risk of spoilage if they were sitting in granaries right now without grain drying and aeration. So, you know, it's something that farmers have been able to uh, use this technology to uh, get their crop off in good time and and not leave it out over the winter. And, uh, you know, here we are, uh, a, a major adaptation of climate change that farmers are being taxed on through the carbon pricing. What are some of the other key resolutions to be discussed? I think water management is definitely on the agenda. The, the province has given signals that they want to, uh, to move forward on that. So I think formations of C&Ds are going to be important and uh, conservation develop authorities. And, and so I think uh, that's top of mind for a lot of producers. Certainly the seed royalty program uh, that was put through and uh, you know our survey results that we took over the summer and early fall uh, have been released. And I think there's some good solid statistical information there, uh, how farmers feel about what was presented originally. And, uh, you know, I I think we want to see as producers more work to be done on the seed royalty issue if we're if we're going to go forward with the status quo if there are going to be changes farmers want to be more heavily involved than they were in the formation of the last two different policies that were put forward so i think those are good examples of things that uh, you know apas has worked hard on and will continue to work on hard on there and there's rail transportation never goes away uh we've got a, currently got a green backlog that we're watching closely and want to see uh it certainly uh, not drag on throughout the shipping season. And, and uh, so I think those are just some examples of uh, the work that our delegates have done and uh, will continue to do in the upcoming year. The APAS annual meeting runs tomorrow through Friday in Regina. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degeman Industries. Look to Degeman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth online at landforsalesask.ca. A Middle Eastern country is playing an important role in getting Canadian-grown canola into China. 
United Arab Emirates is taking Canadian crop, processing it, and selling it to countries that won't make a direct buy from Canada. Murad El-Khatib is the president and CEO of AGT Food and Ingredients of Regina. He spoke at a grain conference in Saskatoon last week. I mean, the Emirates is a small, small country on its own. You know, but it's importing and it's supplying to Saudi Arabia, it's supplying to Iran, it's supplying canola oil to China. So these are relationships that I think if we don't capitalize on them, and you know, those countries are relatively friendly uh, to Canada. So, you know, UAE and Canada relations have been quite positive. And, uh, you know, canola from uh, Canada is going to the Emirates, and then the oil is going to China. Al-Khatib says trade tension with China over canola has not been an issue with other Canadian crops like wheat, flax and peas. We were worried about both quantitative restrictions and also non-tariff trade barriers, you know, the administrative side, customs clearance, you know, all those things. So we watch that very carefully. We haven't seen any. In fact, you know, the pea exports to China are pacing uh, towards 2 million tons again, you know, which is consistent with uh, last year, which was a big jump up from the years prior. So when India closed down, China kind of stepped up. And it's being driven largely by vermicelli noodle uh, consumption, as well as um, confectionery items that are made from yellow peas. And as for canola? On the canola side, it's running about two-thirds of normal. So, you know, clean canola that's less than 1% foreign materials continuing to go in by certain exporters. So certain exporters do have a ban, or they are not allowed to, uh, to export. The Chinese suspended the canola export licenses for Viterra and Richardson earlier this year. Al-Khatib also notes that these third-party deals are not boosting prices received by Canadian canola producers. Al-Khatib is more optimistic following the recent resumption of pork and beef sales to China after a nearly five-month sales suspension. He also says Dominic Barton, Canada's recently appointed ambassador to China, is a positive move to restore access. And Al-Khatib just returned from a trip to India. He says the tariff of 50% on peas, 44% on chickpeas, and 33% on lentils may be affected by a smaller crop in India. The uh, likely scenario is, is as crops and the patterns reduce in local production, the government will reduce the tariff. But you're a government. You put it in place. It's not easy to put it in place and take it away. Put it in place, reduce it, continue to collect billions of dollars. Right? That's what they're doing today and protect your domestic agriculture at the same time. That's the new reality. The important Indian monsoons arrived as scheduled, but they didn't end at the expected time, and this has delayed seeding. Al-Khatib says that could cause production issues in four to five months. He says the March to April harvest is the key time for Canada. So with a late seeding, what it does is it moves them into a later harvest, and the problem for them is they get hot, very hot, and they're hot as 40 degrees uh, when they're looking at the end. So, you know, they have a lot of more risk of damage as you move forward. Al-Khatib does have this word of caution. He says there are new non-tariff barriers, weed seed restrictions, which are affecting shipments to India. With no consultation, no WTO process, and quarantine weed seeds are affecting uh, green lentil imports into South India right now. And so we have some weed seeds here that are very, very difficult to clean. Al-Khatib spoke at a grain conference last week in Saskatoon. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Hickseed in Moss Bank. If you have the need for feed, call Hickseed. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola went up $1.10 at 4.16.28. Oats dropped $1.15 at $208.55. 
Yellow peas rose $4 at $244.89. Number one red spring wheat gained $1.19 at $209.64. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $266.39. Feed barley, $182.68. Flax, $520.79. Lentils, $372.50. Feed wheat, $156.83. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, March wheat is up six and a quarter cents at five sixteen a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia six four two forty one eighty or Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of December 3rd. It was Weyburn's turn for a regular sale last week. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.70 to $0.79. D3 cows sold from $0.60 to $0.70. Counter cows sold from $0.50 to $0.60. Heiferet sold from $1.20 to $1.40. And Good Butcher Bulls sold from $1.01 to $1.15. We had our last pre-sorted calf sale of the year on Monday. It turned out to be a pretty big run with close to 2,500 head. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.22 and sold up to $2.51. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.18 and sold up to $2.37. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.10 and sold up to $2.26. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2 and sold up to $2.14. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.96 and sold up to $2.06. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.90 and sold up to $2. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.75 and sold up to $1.94. Heifers were about 30 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 500 pound tan steers at $2.37 a pound, a group of 550 pound tan steers at $2.26 a pound, a group of 600 pound tan steers at $2.09 a pound, a group of 650 pound exotic steers at $2.06 a pound, a group of 700 pound tan steers at $1.99 and a half cents a pound, a load of 780 pound exotic steers at $1.94 a pound, and a group of 880 pound exotic steers at $1.84 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 8,000 hogs Monday, selling a range of 103 to 146 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,900 head, selling in a range of 106 to 143 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices opened higher this morning. Monday, the Canadian dollar is down four basis points with the daily exchange at 1.3297. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.20 cents US. US cash markets are mixed with Iowa Southern Minnesota and Western Corn Belt up by $1.18 and US 100 weight respectively, while the national region is $1.14 lower compared to the previous day. Thursday's export sales report will be watched closely for clues on direction, as it was announced last week that split carcasses must now be reported to USDA officials. Lean hog futures have recovered in the early morning trade after heading toward the daily limit low in yesterday's session. While the recovery so far represents an almost complete reversal of the action seen yesterday, the trade still has a long way to go before reaching previous values considered to be good hedges. But ASF demand speculation remains front and center, and if the correct conditions get put into place, 
There could be a significant upside potential for the patient hedger, providing the disease stays out of North America. The outlook today, partly cloudy, wind west 30 gusting to 50, the high plus 2, the low minus 7. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness, wind east 20, the high minus 1, the low minus 10. In Regina, cloudy in 2, that's 36 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.